either to conceal infidelity or to conceal one's sexual orientation. So maybe beard is the wrong word. No, I used beard to imply that you and Sarah are lovers and Greg oh. and I are just for show. That was... Oh! Yeah, that was my intent. Yeah, but then we can't be ladybeards. Then that would mean that you and Greg are lovers as well. You mind your business. <laughs> I like bees. CBs live in colonies. Buzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate. Never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. So here we are in beautiful Leon. Rainy Leon. In beautiful rainy Leon, yeah. Mm. Welcome to Western Europe. For as much as we complained about the 40 degree heat, it's um, quite a contrast. It's nice though, we get to use the other half of our wardrobe. Mm. Actually get to wear pants. Yeah. And good because our little bohemian loft apartment doesn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect though. It's like kind of dark in here, tall ceilings. It looks like there should be a starving artist just in the corner, scraping away with charcoal on brown paper. So 19th yeah. century French. I can do that. I can do that for you. Okay, I'll eat the food. First impression of France? We've been here now a few days, but first impression? Mm, expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. This is the first time we're paying with euros has really stung because the prices are like the same as they would be in Canada. Yeah, but, but in, in euros. euros. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere else has been pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Maybe the prices are even a bit higher here in euros than they would be in Canadian dollars in Canada. Yeah. Like the train from the train station to Leon City Center. It's 16 euro a piece. Yeah, the one-way train to the city for 16 euros. Pretty yeah. impressive. And it was absolutely pissing rain and hail when we landed. Yeah. Oh my god. We get to the train station. And it, not train station, but like the stop in town. And immediately it's like torrential cold rain. I don't know what's going on with this sewer system in Lyon. Like there isn't one. Yeah. There's like rivers in the streets of like cold hail water. I'm like, oh. you and I had to like high knee it through puddles. Yeah, we were so excited that we could throw on our rain gear. We're sitting mm. on the train, we yeah. see it start to rain, and we're uh-huh. like, oh yeah, unzip the old Helly Hansen or whatever. And then, um, <laughs> neither of us have Helly Hansen. Gore-Tex. And, <laughs> and we get off the train and we were no match for what was happening. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. There was like three inches of water on the street. Turns out my shoes aren't actually Gore-Tex. They're just... Yeah, that's the most disappointing part. They're just rubberized on the bottom. By the time we got to our apartment, my feet were soaked. I don't know what I'm going to do in Asia. You're just going to have to either barefoot it or flip-flops it. Yeah, just in like Asia. in Costa Rica, just walk around barefoot in the mud all the time. Yeah. It's a great way to get hookworms. Yeah. Hello, hookworms. Get to my feet. That's from Archer. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Huh. I, I don't remember who said it, that when they listen along to our podcast, your laugh is infectious and it like makes them laugh. But when I'm editing and I listen to my laugh, I'm like, fuck, turn it off. That's <laughs> how I feel about my laugh when I'm editing. Uh. Well, whoever said that, that's very nice. I think it was Paige. Oh, that's very nice. Thank mm. you, Paige. Appreciate you. Shout out to all our fans. All three of them? Yeah. All of our many, many fans. Wow, look at this buttery. Oh, that's the best! We've got the best part! Yeah, it's real good. I think this is our third or fourth pastry shop that we've tried, and the first one was still the best. Yeah. I was just disappointed because we had to get our coffee out of a vending machine while we were in there. Mm-hmm. That was weird. 
<laughs> go in and I'm like struggling in my rudimentary French to be like two croissants and two coffees with milk. And then she asked me some French stuff and I was like, uh, and she pointed at this coffee machine in the corner and asked if I had change. And I was like, no. So she added the cost of a couple of coffees to the card, but we didn't get any coffee. And I was like, what the fuck? And we went over and realized it was a Nescafe machine. Yeah, that was a strange experience. That was, I like that. That was the first like abrupt cultural confrontation where I was just like, I'm unequipped for this. It's been so frustrating to not be able to communicate with the people here. Mm-hmm. It breaks my soul and I can feel remnants of my elementary and high school French but they're like stitched together by hopes and dreams. There's not, there's no substance there. I remember when, when I was in Chile, I had a French friend, uh, Gabrielle, who's from Quebec and he and I were pretty much stitched at the hip for a while. And he had some friends come visit him from Quebec. I went with him to meet them for coffee and they were, they were speaking in French and he was like, I'm sorry, Chris, like we can speak in English if you prefer. And I was like, Oh no, it's fine. I I pretty much understand what you're saying. And he's like, no, you don't. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I took French for a long time. And he's like, give me, explain to me like one irregular verb in French. And I was like, etre, to be? He's like, give me another one. I was like, avoir, to have? And he's like, that's bullshit. (laughs) I didn't understand a word they said the whole time. Yeah, I bet not. Something about a cat. Like two minutes ago, you said something about a cat. I'm, I'm right there with you. A man and a cat. Did somebody say something about a man and a cat? I'm going to splice in your French lesson. No! It almost shot <laughs> A man and a cat? One more time? And I'm it on shot. <laughs> I took zero French classes. You know you got to make all this up in Southeast Asia. So the only... What, a, the what only, are you expecting me to do? Just be, you know, you're just going to pick up the languages better than I do. They're all super distinct languages. The only advantage that I have here is that there's like a Latin root in some of these languages. And I'm willing to bet that there's some commonality a thousand years ago as well in Southeast Asia. So that's, you got the same. It doesn't work the same. You got the same leg up that I have. No, I'm just going to go around speaking Mandarin or English. And if nothing happens, then we just revert to the old ways of doing things. Point. (laughs) <laughs> you offer money if they don't think that that's enough you walk away <laughs> that's what we're gonna do in asia fair enough but honestly most of the places that we're gonna go to are probably going to be very english friendly hmm. so i'm not concerned but if we do go to china if china does happen to open up then don't you fret i will be your guide until then i will mm. keep i'll keep bumping along Perfect. I start my French lessons tomorrow. Mm. Super bougie, which is appropriate because we're in France. To be bourgeois. I'm a member of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Did you know that that's the, the long form of bougie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Take that, rappers. You're speaking French. <laughs> Take that, two chains. <laughs> Who did bad in bougie? Did two chains? I don't know. I want to know. Migos. Migos, bad and bougie. Cooking up dope with a oozy. My the savage ruthless. We got thudders and hundred rounds too. So that's what we are. These bad and bougie. Yeah? 
bad at bad at French <laughs> and not not so bougie at all. Yeah, that's fair. On a shoestring budget here. More like bad at bougie. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. You gonna eat your croissant? Nah. Okay. I throw it in the garbage. All right. Well, then I'll just eat. No. It. Get out. I'm a starving artist. You give it to me. I'm enjoying it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I'm starting French lessons tomorrow, which would be cool. Doing like two hour lessons twice a week at a coffee shop. So we'll have three lessons down before we go to Paris, which is on next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, yeah, not this Thursday, next Thursday in a week and a bit. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And I'll be able to actually order things in restaurants. When people speak to me, I won't have this panicked face, like, an oncoming car is inches from my body. Yeah, where we wait until people are just like, does this person, like, not understand? Did he not hear me? Because that's our routine right now, is we go into a place, Chris speaks French at the people, so then, obviously, they speak French back, and then Chris stands there with me. Blank stare. Yeah, with a blank stare on our face, waiting for them to... I don't know. Do whatever I said. Or for us to magically understand. And then they repeat themselves. And then, you know, Chris and I both give like a very visible, like a head shake with shoulder raise. Maybe Chris finally says, I don't speak French. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But then most of the time they just go like English. And then we go, yeah, yeah, English. You know what's interesting, though, is mm. that everywhere that we've gone, it's like, because English isn't spoken very much, anytime we do end up speaking English, everybody's just like, oh, like, are you from England, or are you from Australia? Like, they can't tell, they can't make out the accent. Who said Australia? The Indian dude in Spain, in Gandia. At the Jaipur restaurant in Gandia, yeah. asked if you're from Australia. Yeah. It's interesting to me that people can't tell the difference between the accents, but I guess if I didn't really speak spanish i wouldn't be able to tell if somebody was from spain or mexico no totally not even though they're way different but it's interesting because there's so much british television that's watched here but if it's only british television then you wouldn't be able to make the comparison so you oh, wouldn't know the difference i guess i guess, I guess yeah yeah because um masood at idcvd asked if we were from the uk shout out idcvd <laughs> i guess yeah it was a funny little like consulting experience actually it was actually really Jess and I were the, the, the couple's consultants. Yeah, I was the I was the product tester and Chris was the uh the brand advisor. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was really nice. It was really, really amazing in there. I I I enjoyed it very much. For people in the future who dig up our podcast to try to prevent me from running for political office, I want to be really clear that C B D is not psychoactive and it's legal in all places. Yeah. So just to be clear. CBD don't get you high. Yeah, and Chris a... didn't partake in anything. I did taste the iced tea. Oh, yeah, you did taste the iced tea. Yeah, but it's okay, because CBD uh, not a drug. CBD not a drug. No, nah, it's like melatonin or something. You heard it here first. CBD not a drug. And it turns out that CBD is legal in most, well, all the countries we've been to, I guess. Uh-huh. But THC is not, as uh-huh. it is in Canada. Which is interesting. But so we went into this little shop because it's just across the street. And Jess got herself some innocuous CBD flower. And the dude was really interested in talking to us. Said he just opened up his shop. Yeah. And he was asking all these questions about... He's he's like, I don't really do it. But 
you know, if you guys have any ideas, you know, I just opened and yeah, uh, he's talking about converting the upstairs lounge area instead of like a like a place where everybody can can come and smoke. He'll change it into like a little massage bed with like CBD uh, lotion, oil. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty sick. Yeah, it's a pretty which cool would idea. Be pretty awesome. And so he gave Jess some extra free samples just to like test out and report back to him yeah. whether whether she likes it. And... It's really nice because he was just like, oh, you should smell the different types of weed. And I smelled like maybe like four of them. And I liked one a lot. And then he said that the other one from Portugal, the Royal CBDV, was new. And he gave us some extra. It was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. It's so nice. And gave us some some CBD infused tea, and then he gave me some CBD candy. It was great. I love making fun. Making friends was good. Yeah. And he spoke to us in English, which was also nice to do. Oh, that was so nice. That's one thing, actually. Like we make better friends among the people who are also immigrants in the country because wherever they come from, they probably spoke English. Yeah. Especially, especially people from like Southeast Asia, like India or places like that. Yeah. Everybody speaks French, or people from the Middle East tend to speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the, market? the farmer's market, yeah, the mm-hmm. Tete d'Or, the Golden Head Market. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Actually, I took a, so when we walked around it, I took a long GoPro video of our entire lap around the whole market. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of different produce. That's some good looking beef there. That's, no, that's what I'm talking about. Strawberries look so good. Juice oranges, two euro kilo. We made stew! We picked up some groceries from the farmer's market and we made stew. Yes. <laughs> that's part of why we picked this airbnb was because it was near two markets yeah, it, was, it is a really great location yeah i really like it yeah there's a bunch of nice restaurants just like on our block the first oh, yeah the first night we were here we were like oh i don't want to get groceries let's just get a bite and we stumbled into this korean restaurant that happens to be in the michelin guide <laughs> it was so good it's like it was the, really, really some good. of the best korean fried chicken that i've had like ever it was really, really awesome. The menu was quite small and quite um, Western. Nothing really crazy stood out. Dumplings, fried chicken, or bibimbap, and like a few distinctly Korean dishes, like Japchae, like galbi, and all that kind of stuff. Fusion, but... though. Like they had arugula in the bibimbap, or no, galbi. They had arugula with their glass noodles. Yeah. And it actually worked really well. It was delicious. No, what? Japchae. It had glass noodles in it. I don't even remember the name, but yeah, Japche. Okay, we do a cultural immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cultural exchange. That's yeah. what's going on. Because that was our first night here, that was our slash my very first attempt at actually speaking French. And it hit me like a fucking concrete block to the face. <laughs> it was so painful. Yeah. <laughs> I like, Google translated in advance how to say everything. We would like one of these, one of these. I'd like this kind of beer. And beer blanche means white beer, like wheat beer. And I was like, I'll have a beer planche, which means like a plank of beer. And I repeated myself like four times and she was like, just eyes wide, like, what the fuck are you trying to say? And I pointed yeah, to it yeah. on the menu and she's like, oh my God. She was like, oh, <laughs> blanche. Uh, that was so painful. 
man, that inspired me to take, like, to really commit to French lessons, honestly. Yeah. What a struggle. I think you'll really enjoy yourself, though, with the French lessons. I think I will, too. And like I said before, I, I really think that by the time we leave here, I will have taken five two-hour classes over mm. a period of three weeks, maybe six. Yeah, pretty intensive. Pretty intensive. And I'm pretty confident. I'll, you know, I'll have to do homework in the middle, but I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be conversational by the time we leave here. That's so exciting. Conversational in Italian. Obviously, you already crushed Spanish. Conversational in, in, in French. It's going to be it's gonna be great. Mm. I really wish we were going to Portugal, though. Portuguese is something that would be super, yeah. super cool to have on your roster. Yeah, that you know, I was looking forward to that, too, actually. Yeah. <sighs> That's okay. That's okay. And even if we did go there for the 10 days or whatever... That we have available still in Schengen? Yeah. Yeah. That, it would be like 2000 bucks for 10 days. Yeah. It's not really worth it. Can't afford that. I am, you know, to, to live in the present, as as we try to do, I am super excited for the time that we're here in Lyon. It's like a big... Learned that it has a lot of World War II heritage. and Well, I mean, I kind of knew that already, I guess. But we didn't know that it was like the center of the French resistance during World War II. I want to go back and watch Inglorious Bastards and the parts that happened. Actually, we should watch Inglorious Bastards while we're here. Okay, that sounds good. We were going through the themes of the different countries that we visit. Yeah. And in Italy, it was all about the food culture. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, not just food culture, the ancient history and like the genesis of Western European culture. And if for anybody who's listened to those podcast episodes, you'll feel that it's all about like, oh, these ruins and these peoples and this migration and this culture and civilization. And then in Spain, it was all about just like chilling and living that siesta life. And yeah. it was just like cheap beers on the beach. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm still so bronze from the sun there. And I feel like the clouds in Lyon actively like draw away <laughs> my gonna, tan though. I was just gonna say like I feel like my tan's being sucked yeah. away from me France is against like, my will it's like tan and kryptonite I can feel it being sucked out of my body I'm like <laughs> fuck me um but anyway so Spain was all about like that siesta life and and just vibing and that was awesome yeah and then France is the only place where we're going that actually has like strong 20th century heritage from World War II because Spain and Italy well, Spain was neutral slash fascist, and Italy was, you know, obviously very fascist under Mussolini. But France was the only allied country that was invaded that we're visiting. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a whole week ahead of us planned of looking at a whole bunch of stuff, like looking at the um, Parc des Pets. Yeah. Yeah, which is like a botanical garden, but also holds like a bunch of different... Memorials? No, no like different agriculture fauna biodiversity flora flora but like i don't know it's just like it, it's it's like got a lot of like biodiverse like little tiny agriculture ecosystems ecosy- thank you ecosystems okay and i was looking for more ecosystems okay yeah a bunch of little ecosystems <laughs> a bunch of little ecosystems from all the different people that have like come to leon um and all the different cultures but it has like different ecosystems represented from different parts of the world yeah yeah oh, like preserved within like the the conservatory or whatever is it indoor um it's both indoor and outdoor so like there's like an indoor conservatory and then there's like an outdoor giant park with like a lake in the middle oh, that you can like walk through anyways it's it's apparently very beautiful and then there's this old part of Lyon, um this old town where there's a bunch of these like 
trabules, I think is what they're called. Anyways, they're like underground, underbuilding, little tiny archways that used to be secret passages for people who were working the Silk Road, which is along this line. But after the Silk Road, it was established and adopted by the people who were running away from Gestapo soldiers. And the locals here would use these trabules to navigate through Lyon to get away from these soldiers because the soldiers would basically walk through and not be able to find all the people because it was such like a winding maze. Hidden passages. Yeah, a bunch of hidden passages and you didn't know which ones were actually open and which ones were closed, but the locals did. So we get to go through that. And then we've got the museum lined up. It's going to be an exciting week. Filled mm-hmm. with lots of history. Yeah, you packed our itinerary this week. I did. Today's the only down day. Maybe there's one more. Yeah. We gotta go get our gym pass sorted out. Transit and stuff oh, sorted out. Yeah, worst case with transit. Like, you only save 15 cents a ticket by buying a book. Like, worst case with transit, we just use it. Tap on, tap off. Well, tap on on the bus is two twenty, but if you buy it pre- beforehand, it's one ninety. but if you buy it as a packet it's 160 oh 175 yeah well i guess we'll find out we'll We'll, report back we'll we'll find out we'll find out we'll find out tap on tap off is 220 shit yeah Yeah. okay we get a book yeah we get a book i wonder where we buy it from maybe the tabac no not from the tabac from any transit station any metro transit station okay yeah yeah we can do that And then I guess we have to plan the next leg of our trip. Oh, we've already planned out UK with Chris's mom, which is going to be super, super packed, super intensive. Yeah, it was a complete pivot from what we were planning to do. So (laughs) we had a month Airbnb in London that was like almost 2,500 bucks. And then we canceled it to instead do three weeks traveling around the UK and travel and accommodations were like 2,400 bucks. So... (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be pretty rich. It is, it's a, yeah. So we're staying almost a week with our friend Han in, or no, we're staying four days with our friend Han in London, and yep. then my mom's going to come, and then we're going to do like a 13-day aggressive tour all the way around the aisles, which is going to be super cool. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. It's going to be busy. It's going to be like the way that we traveled in Italy, though. It's going to be... I think it's going to be a little bit worse than that. Because we're only doing two days in each place consistently. We're only doing two days, Yeah. 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 So you and I are basically going to have to like live and die by our backpack. Yes. But that's okay. We're used to that. I was used to it a month and a half ago. <laughs> You're spending a whole month and a half since then recovering. From yeah, exactly. Just chilling in Spain. And then from there, I suppose the intent is to backpack in Croatia for a month to yeah. save a little bit of cash and make up for some of this lost budget from indulging in euros and goddamn pounds, which yeah. are ridiculous. It's like dealing in gold bars. One thing I did want to mention, when Jess and I were out for dinner last night, we were talking about this. <laughs> we went to this restaurant that's literally right below our loft, and it's called, like, The Man's Daughters or something like that. And it was honestly so overpriced. It was ridiculous. It was like, I ended up getting a burger and just got a prime rib. Or not prime rib. Um, ribeye? Ribeye, thank you. Yeah, it was a ribeye steak. And it was like... 30 euro which is like 40 yeah 27 which is like 40 dollars canadian and it was like pretty meh like it was okay i guess honestly i've had better steaks in canada Mm -hmm. and the beers were like i don't know six euro each six euro each which is like eight dollars 
and but they weren't like pints or anything they were like tiny little yeah, bottles bottles of 250 mils and so a regular beer bottle in canada is 350 mils so two-thirds of a beer for six euro or eight dollars which is fine you know we're in france and things cost what they cost but it got us talking about like the difference in purchasing power between canadian incomes and european incomes you know we had just finished planning out all of our travel around the uk where like the british pound like i said is highway robbery like one canadian dollar is 0.61 british pounds it's just over half yeah just over the value of half a pound and i was thinking about business in general and like economy you know jess and i saved for i don't know a full year i guess to travel i mean among other things you know we bought a house we got married but you know, we saved a chunk of cash to travel on and then you come somewhere where you're paying in euros and it's like your money is worth nothing. And as a Canadian, it really hurt me. Um, what was it that we, that we, like the reason that it ultimately bothered me, we got to the root of it. Um, I said that it was because it's like a, a, lack a, of... a power thing where like all of the effort that you put in to actually make it so that you can experience things you ultimately have been told that your time and effort like just has a lot to do like m- much less power than you actually thought that you had much less influence much less influence influence there we go yeah yeah and we didn't notice it when we were in italy and spain because even though the canadian dollar is worth less in euros the prices are pretty low in italy and spain yeah we we didn't we really feel got, the difference we actually got quite a bit for what we spent yeah And it got us thinking, like, you know, coming back to this, what's becoming a running theme, I guess, about, like, if we were to be anywhere else in the world, where would we be and why? You know, it's really hurting me to recognize that the amount of effort that I put in in Canada to get paid in Canadian dollars, if I were to put in that same amount of effort somewhere else and get paid in U.S. dollars, euros, pounds... It's like you get so much more in return. And as a Canadian, it, it hurt my Canadian pride. We're just looking at the Economist's uh, Most Livable Cities Index and three cities in Canada hit the top 10, Calgary, Vancouver, and Toronto. And Calgary was number one. And it just kind of occurred to me, like maybe part of why Canadian cities keep coming up. You know, we've got so much, oh yeah, it's Vancouver. Of course Vancouver's on the list. Vancouver's right, amazing. Yeah. It's because of everybody else in the world has more purchasing power. Yeah, so, so it's, it's super like, cheap. It's obviously extremely livable for them. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it kind of makes me feel like the butt of a joke that I'm only just getting. Like, <laughs> oh, you, you quaint little Canadians with your little Canadian dollar and everybody's like, haha, it's called a loony. That's funny. But actually, <laughs> it's like, but the reason they're making fun of us is because it's puny. It's a puny little dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. You know, growing up inside the Canadian bubble, I never really appreciated that. So whatever we do next, I think, you know, just as you were saying, we need to find a way to tap into these markets. Yeah. And it's almost like unbelievable, unacceptable that we wouldn't. It becomes the new like baseline. Like, yes, of course, we're going to find a way to to be exposed to the European market. Of course, we're going to find a way to be exposed to the the U.S. market. Like, how could you not now that you recognize this? And I guess that's part of why I wanted to share it is, you know, as we're sharing our epiphanies and our experiences from abroad and our realizations that help us get ahead, you know, through this 
earned perspective. I want to share it back with my people that might be listening. Yeah. Like when we go to visit Han in the UK, you know, working for Amazon and getting paid in pounds, it's like, that's the way to do it. Yeah, it really is. I, uh, I look forward to chatting with her about that. Me too. Yeah, actually seeing whether or not it's been worth it for her. Yeah, I mean, you know, the cost of living does come back into it. And just, like I was saying yesterday, just because the dollar itself is lower doesn't mean that your total salary is lower. Exactly. Like maybe you're getting more Canadian dollars than somebody else is getting U.S. dollars or British pounds. Yeah. So maybe the total salary, all things considered, is comparable. Yeah. But... Uh, Look forward to continuing to explore that and investigate, and we will report back. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first, Global Economic Investigators. And then from there, I suppose the intent is to backpack in Croatia for a month. I don't know if we'll go to Split or we'll go to somewhere, but that's kind of what we need to do next is figure that out before we meet up with Jess's best friend and life partner, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> In Lebanon. Um, she is my best friend and life partner. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I understand. I, I knew what this was. Uh-huh. I'm your yeah. beard. Yeah, you are. That means Greg Sarah's beard. Yeah. So the beards and the... What does that make you guys to us? Masters? <laughs> What's the word for like a fake wife? Mistress? No. Like, like if you're gay... And you have a wife that's just for show. Is that what a beard is? Am I going to do this backwards? I thought beard was like kid. No. Beard is American slang for describing a person who's a romantic partner, boyfriend, or girlfriend. Oh, so beard goes both ways. So the beards are going to hang out. The lady beards and the man beards. (laughs) We're going to go on a two-week romantic getaway in Lebanon. Either to conceal infidelity or to conceal one's sexual orientation. So maybe beard is the wrong word. No, I used beard to imply that you and Sarah are lovers and Greg and I are just for show. That was... Oh! Yeah, that was my intent. Yeah, but then we can't be lady beards. Then that would mean that you and Greg are lovers. You mind your business. (laughs) (laughs) You shut your whore mouth. Be good, Greg and I. Greg and I can bromance. Yeah, you and Greg already bromance. We're gonna have a bromantic getaway yeah. in beautiful, sunny Lebanon. I feel like we—that's like losing at the prices, right? You get to go to Beirut. It's like ah, it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna be very safe for anybody who listens and is concerned. We are landing in Beirut, but mm-hmm. we're going to stay at a family home, and it's you know we up in the mountains, up yeah, in the mountains, and we took a good look at where we're gonna be, and everything's kosher. Oh. Sorry, not kosher. That is not a kosher thing to say. Neither. And there's that. So there's there's been quite a feud between Israel and Lebanon for some time. It's going to be very halal. It's all going to be... <laughs> isn't halal, like, strictly Muslim? Uh, 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 isn't, isn't Muslim the opposite of Jewish, basically? I don't know, but all I know I'm is... I'm staying that... out of it. I don't know. Yeah, we should just, <laughs> just, just cut, cut, cut this whole part out. Ah! Ah! We said nothing! <laughs> That will be very exciting. And then from Lebanon, I guess going straight to Southeast Asia. Oh, yeah, we, we know. We're going to Bali from there. Yeah. So we've got our, like, next few months planned out, which is kind of exciting and also kind of takes the magic out because now we know what's going to happen. Well, no. Tell think... me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? About six months ago. We haven't been married for six months. 
What are you referring to? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we doing today? Today, we already talked about this. Nope. Yeah, you said today we're going to do gym membership, uh, bus ticket, we take a look at Croatia. Well, we're going to do gym membership, yeah. I want to go down and get some hair product because I I need hairspray for my... Yeah, Chris has been living with his fluffy hair for the past few days, and you can tell how uncomfortable he is it's going It's so fluffy. Anywhere. It's not just me being uh, What's the word? There's a word for this. A dandy? Yeah, but I feel like there's one in French. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not just me being a dandy. I, um... My hair is really fluffy. It's getting really long. It hasn't been cut since the last time that Jess Buzz cut it, which was, yeah, the last time that you shaved the sides was, like, before we left on this trip. Jess gave me a bit of a trim on top in Spain, but it's getting, like, it's a mane. I'm, it's like a coiffeur, as they say in France. You find a... No. What's French for dandy? I looked it up, but it's giving me a whole bunch of different words. We need to look at Dictionary Urban. That's not how you say Urban Dictionary in French at all. I love how much my ignorance is coming through now that I'm in a place where I really don't understand the language. Le dandy. <laughs> that was such a weird nose blowing. You just laugh out your nose into tissue. <laughs> L'élégant. A dandy. Yeah, I'm not trying to be an elegant. I just have real fluffy hair that's getting really fucking long and unruly. So. But it is elegant. So coming back to the plan for the day, I want to go get some hairspray so that I can actually not wear a hat, which would be nice. And then uh, we'll check out some art supplies so that we can live the bohemian life in our very romantic, dimly lit French studio, French loft apartment. Are we? I would that's like to nice. do that. Maybe we can get some charcoal and some some butcher paper and... Make our mark on the world. Wow. Exciting. Yeah. And we need to check out gym passes, figure out the transit, like you said, get some groceries, and that's about it for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shaping up to be quite an experience in Old Leon. There's mosquitoes here. You're just, just recalling details. Yeah, I know. Or... Do you have maybe some sort of um anecdote about an experience with the mosquitoes no we've been sleeping with the windows open because there's no ac so it cools off a lot at night but the flip side of that is that poor jess who is allergic to mosquito bites for anybody who doesn't know it's like going to sleep knowingly having mosquitoes in the apartment (laughs) because it's better than closing the windows at night and uh, she's been bitten like three times and every time it swells up like the size of a quarter poor thing so is that a fun little mosquito antidote i mean anecdote antidote i wish there was a mosquito antidote just keep finding new bumps bumps and bites everywhere every single day new nipples new mosquito nipples all over your body new mosquito nipples all over my body all right i guess that's it au revoir Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man, that's so bad. <laughs> I like bees. See bees live in colonies. Buzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate. Never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. We've been filling ourselves up on croissants and for a while. Can we talk about that? 
Soaps keep some problems. I mean, we can, but you've got to turn it into something that has some body. You can't just name a thing that happened. You're supposed to be the one who does the body stuff. I, I'm the ideas guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it.